Hey yo, Jersey Judah, and I'm back. Um, nothing major, nothing crazy with this episode. I saw something from Tisa Tells about Cat Williams, so I want to go over that. Um, by the way, it's 8:49. It's currently snowing. Funny thing is, I had laid down at like I don't know. 4.30, 5 o'clock, I woke up, it was like 8, I look outside, it's snowing, um, two hour delay tomorrow, so, uh, yeah, I'm here, another episode, another edition, uh, like I said, this will be unorganized, because we have Tisa Tells, there's supposed to be a leaked video that proves Hollywood plot to destroy Cat Williams. All right, let's check it out. Hey, what's up, guys? Listen, sit down. We got to talk, all right? A lot of people don't understand why people have been riding out with Cat Williams so much. But if you're old enough or if you were paying attention, you would know that even though Cat Williams' name is popping in the streets now, Cat Williams' name was popping in these streets five, six, ten. 12 years ago, he always pops up. And each time he pops up, they always knock him down. Because since the beginning, Cat Williams has been speaking his truth. He was not joking when he said he refuses to play the Hollywood game. <coughs> oh, great. Hold up. <coughs> Charger. Charger acting up. Um, I'm glad to stop there. There's something that I feel women need to stop doing <coughs> in terms of saying things like when someone says mostly women, this is something that women mostly say. Well, he was definitely speaking his truths. Define that. Last time I checked, the truth doesn't belong to anybody but God. So when you say your truths. The truth should be the truth. Shouldn't be one person's truth, the other person's truth. The truth is the truth. Just saying. Now, I don't know what happened to this fucking phone. This shit is bothering me. You don't believe this Hollywood game exists? Baby, Eddie Winslow from Family Matters said... Every man in the industry has had to compromise themselves. Now, listen, that might be a little bit so right now. You don't want to believe it. But Watch. there is something of saying that when it gets to high level stuff, it often seems there's something that gets put on a finger on the scale that makes a role go to somebody or the other. It seems like the industry elite, people like to call them Illuminati, people like to call them the old Harvey Weinsteins, the Diddy's, the old guard. They really were some pay to play. Even though the Me Too movement swept Hollywood, remember Terry Crews, that actor? Yes, I know he's problematic, but the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, right? That literally in the Me Too moment exposed a Hollywood exec in the middle of a party, literally emasculating him and gripping him up and touching him in front of his wife. Remember how he got clowned for that? What if I told you this was an industry standard? What if I told you everybody had to go through that? 
Ain't it funny? The rituals. Don't I talk about those rituals? <coughs> now, this is good because a lot of people have been asking, like, well, besides the dress, or what's the thing with seeing these men in dresses? Like, what is that for them? Um, it's a power trip. Especially with um, a black actor, a black masculine actor. If they can get that man to wear a dress, then they solidified submission and dominance over that man. It's almost like in jail, right? Niggas in jail <coughs> will turn another man into a bitch. They'll have that man braiding hair. They'll have that man washing socks and washing drawers. They'll have him do all that. Submission. <coughs> but rather than outright punishment in this case, um, this is all about this is all about initiation. Uh, you got Terry Crews. Look how big Terry Crews is. Think about it. Look how big Terry Crews is. You telling me that a man can manhandle, pause, this guy, and he does nothing about it? He knows what he's getting into. A lot of these celebrities know what they're getting into. It's just when the going gets tough, then they want to act innocent. Rather than Cat Williams... A nigga that it seems to me that if he was involved in some uh, ritualistic shit, there would be a number of people waiting for that information to point it out. But it doesn't seem to be the case. Just saying, something to think about. What if I told you that the casting couch is actually worse in some ways for men? Well, I don't know if we can say worse. It's not the impression of it, but it's bad for not just women, but it's actually worse for men because men, when they open their mouths, they get ridiculed. They get labeled. They get disgraced. Y'all, when the cat, we're going to go through a chronological, and you know, you girl gather some receipts, a chronological plot, an array of stories about the plot to take down Cat Williams from the beginning up till now. What started it, the way all these things people used to play him, these rumors about his drug use and Kevin Hart and all this stuff was nothing more than a crazy orchestrator plot because who spoke out about Diddy first and said what was happening? Who spoke out about Harvey Weinstein? Who spoke out about all this mess? And they said when he started speaking out, this was decades, well, year, a decade ago, they said they were going to come to him next. They tried to take away his freedom, his children, and every pity he has had. And every single time he rose from the ashes. Y'all, let's get ready to do this. And you know your girl's going to have some commentary, all right? Let's get into it, all right? Let's go. Some of us are against the Illuminati, and we are against the Illuminati at our own detriment. When people are against the Illuminati, then they get punched in the face all the time. The press hates them and nobody likes them. <clears throat> you know, and this is very interesting. This is the old interview. Like I said, 
this was one of the movies, uh, what was that, Scary Movie 4, I think? It was one of those movies where Cat Williams and Kevin Hart was in the same film. They were both interviewed. Um, Cat Williams was one of those people that was going against the grain right away. But it was one of those things where you kind of wondered, well, how was this nigga able to get the movie if he wasn't down with the elites? We got to be critical thinkers here. There's a lot of people. They really don't know. We're just going off of speculation. Um, some people believe that they know everything. They believe Kevin uh, Kevin Hart. Some people believe Cat Williams. You know. You know. We're just here to uh, you know briefly go through this, see what this is all about. All right. End quote. We all love Dave Chappelle. Exactly. Dave Chappelle has never been a part of the Illuminati. They don't want him or me or people like us. Um, But now it's not uh, necessary for us to store up that hornet's nest unless we intend to get stung a million times. I didn't understand that. They had to sting me a million times. I'm still not going to join, but I respect it a little more. Okay, so just to set things up for you guys, this is the routine that everybody says, put Cat on the radar of the Hollywood elite. They did yep. not take kind. Shout out to Tisa Tells. She's about to show the stand-up routine where he was talking about the celebrities doing drugs right in front of you. He's talking about the mansion parties. All right, this this is what I've been talking about, and she's about to reiterate it. After this, after door pass, ladies and gentlemen, how about that? That's cool. Go fuck yourself. Just listen to it really quick. It's really important that you understand the basics before we move on. It's only for a second. Just listen. Moms be gay in Hollywood. You never expected. They be having these big ass mansion parties. And the mansion party, the whole mansion is a party. And then it's a separate party in the little rooms. I ain't been famous that goddamn long. I'm excited in a monkey to be at the mansion party. You be looking in all the goddamn rooms and you round and look in the wrong room and shit. Nick, come here, come here. Is that Tooth Kissing? Is one of them Professor Obey? Oh, God. Eliminated. He came out the closet. He came out the closet. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Goddamn door. You know what's funny about that? The nigga, the R. Kelly reference. <laughs> it didn't age well. But shit, that's funny as hell, man. The R. Kelly reference. Coming out the closet, man. Shit. Oh, God. Okay, so you get the gist, okay? And then they started making the prediction. Listen to this really quickly. And then what you're going to see is going to shock you. Next couple of years, they coming after Cat Williams. There it is. They come. Cat Williams tell too much truth. They coming after Cat Williams. All right. By the way, that ain't just no regular random guy. Like, that's... Professor Griff. So it would be great if she mentioned Professor Griff because, yeah, it's not just a random guy. 
And just like clockwork, if you believe in the Illuminati or the Hollywood elite or the powers that be, Cat Williams basically told them to go F themselves and was spilling secrets. And then, I don't know how else to describe it, but the humiliation ritual began. On tape and a video going viral, comedian Cat Williams allegedly punching a Woodland Target employee. Tonight, that worker is telling his story only on CBS 13. The insulting comments kept reoccurring and keep on, he just came at me. Good evening, I'm Shane Brinius. And I'm Sam Shane, and now the DA is filing charges after that attack. Stand-up comic Cat Williams has had a controversial visit to Seattle the past few days, and tonight he's telling us his side of the story. But it wasn't over. TMZ was basically stalking him. Every move he made, there was a camera in his face, and he... Yep. She is right about that as well. I've mentioned this before with uh, with guys like TMZ and what they did with guys like Kanye West. They had that whole spectacle with Kanye, making Kanye look crazy and outrageous and this and that. And But then again, Kanye West talking about slavery is a choice and all this other shit. This was, I think they use, and and I'm going to say this, it's going to sound weird, but I'm going to say, I think they use TMZ as a celebrity think tank, and the people, the powers that be, use TMZ as pretty much an electronic tracking device, and I, I generally believe this because... When you have these people, when you have these uh, elites, you know, when they talk about, you know, this person's got a DUI, this person's got arrested last night, you know, who was who was the main platform to know about it? TMZ. You know, who's the platform known for running up to celebrities, popping out of bushes, the whole Kanye West situation? And what they do is they pretty much antagonize the celebrities that they don't like and wait for them to react a certain way. And they go, all right, good. We got footage. We can make them look unstable. I'm telling you, this is what they do. So, yeah, TMZ definitely guilty in in a sense of really taking a narrative, taking a few words and running with it. All right. Running with it was kicked out in the most degrading manner anywhere he went anywhere while he was on tour ask yourself why in a random hotel there are full news cameras outside catching him being evicted in the middle of the night for no reason look at this mess Como 4 caught up with Williams as he was ejected from a South Lake Union hotel around 7 p.m. On Sunday, Williams was arrested after an altercation at a nearby restaurant. Police say he argued with customers and threatened the manager with a pool cue. Williams is accused of then throwing a lit cigarette into a family's car, which hit a woman in the face, throwing a rock at that car, and struggling with police officers. A group of fans claims Williams assaulted them after his performance Friday night. Tonight, Williams admitted to us he has had trouble with the law here in Seattle this weekend, he made a string of allegations against police and the media. Then he told us because of his bad weekend in Seattle, he's decided to end his stand-up career. I'm just going to go ahead and announce my retirement from stand-up. I'm kind of done. This is... Um... You're not really retired. 
Yeah, I, I, I've already discussed it with my kids. I wasn't really going to do it on the Seattle street. I was going to go to Los Angeles and do it in the offices of ICM or Live Nation. But William says proven to be unpredictable, so we're going to watch. Yo, and at this point, he looked like his soul was broken. But this humiliation ritual, whatever you want to call it, was not over because they went where nobody should ever go. Listen to this mess. You know what? I'm actually going to agree with Orlando Brown when he called it hazing. This is part of the, you know, matter of fact, because if he would have never, and I said this before, man, I said this shit before. If Cat Williams would have never mentioned the mansion party line, he would be okay to that. But then again, he probably wouldn't because there would have been something else that they wanted him to do and he wouldn't have participated in it. And they would have spent time, you know, making sure he, uh, you know, dealt with some consequences. And it's like they got to make sure they get some get back. I mean, let's be honest, man, like from where Cat Williams did that stand up to now, he was kind of one of the people in terms of Hollywood that actually exposed the secret societies and the Illuminati or whatever people want to call it, um, the Brotherhood or the Fraternal Order um, in public. He's a during the time he's now he's blown up all over again with the Shannon Sharp interview. He was the talk of the town after that stand up. And I believe that those people pretty much said, okay, we're going to make sure this nigga doesn't make top money ever again. And every chance that we get, we'll exploit them. And by them doing that, <coughs> they're going to do what they do with the niggas that wear a dress. They're going to make them submit. They're going to make them tap out. And once they tap out, they got control over you. So now, see, I think, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I don't think that, like, the man in the dress thing kind of started as a joking thing in which a lot of white celebrities did it. And to them, they just never really cared about shit like that. I think a lot of black men, a lot of masculine black men aren't really having that shit. And it's like, we've seen enough of these brothers with, with dresses on and shit. So we're not having it. So I think in the beginning... In the beginning, they would use this shit as blackmail in terms of you got to wear a dress off camera so they can get you like Oscar De La Hoya. They can they can take a picture of you with a dress on and circulate it around. Um, Oscar De La Hoya must have did something, right? <coughs> I think it was Oscar De La Hoya that was like that with the dress and shit. He must have did something bad. Because the fact that you can look up the picture of him with a dress on and pantyhose and all this shit, the fact that it circulated should already tell you, like, oh, he did something. He he went against the oath. You go against the oath, or if you deny an offer, then they got to flex. They got to show some power. So a person, which today they'll use the dress in films as ritual. So it's, you know, two, two and one. And they can fool the people to believe that, hey, it's all it's all just jokes. It's just funny to see men wear a dress. And it's like, wait, what? Nah, that's weird. 
But see, that's the Hollywood ritual. That's the humiliation ritual. And for a lot of the actors like Kevin Hart, who went from a comedian to a actor, he performed the ritual on Saturday Night Live wearing a blue dress. And see how this. They took my children from me. Yeah, I mean, how I was, terrible is that? I, I did want to ask. Um, the cops, uh, you know, allegedly found some guns. And, yeah, they always find guns. I never leave without my girlfriend. <laughs> I'm on the middle of an interview, sir. <laughs> Sorry about. They found guns and drugs. Now, is drugs. That, that's what it was reported. Sir, you can look at my paperwork. There was no drugs. <laughs> Weed is not a drug. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, okay. do you think that's uh, safe for kids to be around guns and stuff like that? I mean, I'm just curious. How do you keep this kid safe without guns? They were in a lockbox that the police broke. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm mean, saying hey, if the police come in and raid my place and break into my gun boxes, you're gonna find guns. But these aren't. Well, I'm not in a. There you go. And see, like, and the thing about Kevin Hart, he's a lot smarter than people may think. Not to say that the man sounds dumb or says dumb shit. He doesn't even do it. He says things that people misunderstood. But he's not a dummy. You know what I mean? The man takes care of himself, takes care of his family. He has his guns for protection. All right? He smokes a little weed. As long as all of those things are away from the children, shouldn't be a fucking problem. They were going after him to make a statement. You see what happens when you go against us? You see what happens when you talk about our personal business? You talk about our parties and you talk about, you know, what we do behind the scenes? Yeah. Yeah. Now, now he knows. Now he's going. Now he's learning firsthand. Yeah, these people ain't playing around. I did a gang. What difference does it make? Now, now you you were actually stopped for this and let go because you have a license for no, it. No, right? this is their ninth time coming to my house. The problem was this time they came to my office and took my kids from an office, not from my house, from an office. So now when I can't have my kids at my office, That's an issue. I must be yeah, yeah, the most terrible black dude. <laughs> because here's the whole thing. You gonna charge me with child endangerment? After I adopted seven children and had them for 14 years in this, in this uh, state? Really? You coming after my kids now? Because it was already a witch hunt. Now you want my babies? Yikes. And y'all, we got Damn. more to go, but let's just pause here and say something. This is actually scary. Because looking back, 95% of America believed the headlines. That of course. Drugs laying around. Yep. And the same people that believed in that were the same people that believed that Dave Chappelle was on crack cocaine. And Dave Chappelle went on a African crack binge, whatever the fuck that's supposed to be. Yes. Sure. This been going on. And y'all were watching TMZ, believing everything that that one Jewish uh, lawyer was telling you. Harvey, whatever his fucking name is. He white. And y'all believed everything that these people told you. So if they wanted to assassinate a person's character, all they had to do was tell him that, hey, he's on drugs. Hey, this nigga's crazy. Look. <laughs> Look at him. The nigga's crazy. Yeah, that's what they did. They used the entertainment. They used the machine. The same machine that they're a part of, they'll use it to destroy him. The same cameras that's used for the entertainment and, you know, the jokes are the same cameras used to expose these Negroes.
That's that's the power that they have over them. That's that's the downright outright power that they had. Despicable. We gotta skip this stupid ass ad. Fuck out of here. Run. Around his house, and there were firearms, and the kids were in danger. But looking back, he was always trying to tell the truth. What was going on? The guns were in lockboxes. Last time I checked, it's it's legal to have firearms in America, and they were locked away safely in lockboxes. Okay, there were no drugs found at the scene. Third of all, what is TMZ always doing in that man's face no matter what? He could be walking to the neighborhood 7-Eleven. They had news cameras and everything. This was meant... <clears throat> I get what she's saying. But the same thing could also be said about Kanye West, right? You know, TMZ was definitely on a witch hunt with Kanye West. But wait, y'all not really fans of Kanye West, though, huh? <laughs> y'all selective y'all selective when they go after your favorite celebrities it's your ears perk up but if it's somebody like Kanye West somebody who's less popular uh, he'll be alright oh he had another mental breakdown remember the same people who believe Cat Williams was responsible for all the problems that he was dealing with during that time the target situation the kids being taken away, the fight with the teenager, the alleged teenager. Everybody who claimed to be fans of Cat Williams believed what the tabloids and TMZ said. Somebody like Kanye West, they say he had a mental breakdown. Y'all believe it. Y'all believe it. To humble him, to put him in his place, to punish him. Because he didn't want to take that virginity place because he didn't want to compromise and bend over backwards literally for whoever did it and because he was saying too much we have more to get into but y'all you remember this right and then to find out that when they said they made it seem like in the papers and this was in big papers that the kids were sitting there and all that mayhem when at the end of the day they showed up at an office and grab the kids saying they're in danger because there are were guns with lock boxes in his house. Y'all, this is actually scary, but it's not over. Because Cat Williams basically said, baby, I am God's chosen and the devil can't create anything, not even for his own disciples. And guess what? He doubled down in the face of being humiliated on a global scale, having everybody laugh at you, having pawns that have a fourth of your talent placed above you, all because you wouldn't open your legs and compromise yourself. He doubled down and he literally started screaming the truth for a long while. But baby, we weren't listening. Listen to this. Oh, you were. Mr. Chappelle was decapitated in front uh, of <clears throat> Excuse me, dear ma'am. Tisa, you got to speak for yourself with this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Niggas was bringing this shit up uh, for over a decade. I mean, you already played Professor Griff. I don't know. Maybe she got issues with Professor Griff. She wasn't willing to give Professor Griff his flowers, but don't worry. I got you. 
you know, you got Professor Griff. This nigga was talking about um, the shit going on with the secret societies and the shadow government and the secret covert war on hip hop for decades. We was listening. We was paying attention. The people that was in the mainstream, the people that were close to the higher ups, they didn't want to listen. So they spent their time trying to poison Professor Griff. They spent their time setting the man's house on fire, Professor Griff, right? They they tried to silence him, but they couldn't. Cuz what's real is what's weird. what what's what's true and what's real will always be protected by God. What the thing that is true and real is something that can only be protected by God and the only protection comes from God. And any, you know, spiritual manifestation of God, whether it's angels, disciples, whatever you want to call them. The people who control the world with lies, they dominate through their lies. When someone speaks out and who's innocent, they're going to be protective. See, I hate to make people, I hate to get people upset when I say this, but Michael Jackson wasn't protected. Uh, Michael Jackson bought in. Michael Jackson did the rituals. Um, what's that called? Blood on the Dance Floor, I think. I think that's what the uh, album's called when he's on the uh, the checkerboard. The black and white, the black and white Masonic uh, board, the black and white Masonic floor, the white and black, the good and evil, the yin and the yang, in which human beings walk and in their belief walk in between both good and evil. That is a ritual, okay? So a lot of you guys, and I see it now, it's kind of funny to see these 40 and 50-year-olds talk about the Illuminati as if this shit wasn't going on for years. It's kind of sad to hear them talk about this. But the black and white um, Masonic pattern has been in multiple videos, current videos, current music videos. They use this imagery. They use the Baphomet. They use the goat head. If you see a lot of videos and you see a lot of goat heads hung up, you know, like the Arizona cans. If you guys ever seen the Arizona cans, they have the uh, I don't know what that is. The animal, the the skull of the animal. They have a lot of those in hip hop videos. Right. The rituals aren't just homosexuality. That's the point I'm trying to make. It's not really just some. um homosexual rituals it's satanic rituals it's humiliation rituals which can involve both all right shit is deep and until we deal with that until we deal with um, the fact that a devout muslim who doesn't eat bacon was accused of being a crackhead until we until we establish the fact that they said that he went to africa to smoke cocaine when we know they don't have running water and food over there when these rappers get not incidental somebody made a hundred million dollars and now don't have to talk to that artist or none of their crew don't have to validate none of their contracts now only got to deal with the mama only got to see her once a year and it's over we found out that all conspiracy theories there's a nugget of truth in there anytime people that tell the truth is attacked that's called the dark ages in our industry you heard what he said right 
When somebody is criticized for telling the truth by a group of liars, we are indeed in the dark ages where the truth that you speaks gets rolled out as a conspiracy theory because the TV, their TV sets tell them otherwise. Their favorite actors and entertainers tell them otherwise. So there's no way that any of this can be going on, right? And a lot of people ask, well, why is Cat Williams the only person speaking out about it? Well, it's simple. He's the only one who hasn't been violated. Therefore, he's not held down by taking the oath and having to perform the rituals. So, of course, he can speak out about it freely. A lot of these other actors and entertainers, celebrities, comedians, they can't do that. And I had to point out um, Corey Holcomb because it seemed that, you know, what most of these Negroes, they're professional fence sitters. And the thing is, when you have a large platform and you're pointing out the people doing cake ass shit. But at the same time, you did a movie called Watermelon Heist and you actually did some electronic buck dancing. Uh, we got to we got to call it what it is, man. We got to call it what it is. And, and I'm not I'm not humiliating Corey for it. He's the one that did the movie, not me. I didn't do the, no Watermelon Heist movie. What the fuck I look like? So I'm a black man, but I'm not I'm not cooning like that for no fucking check. But a lot of these blacks are told, like, hey, man, you got to you got to do the Hollywood shuffle. You got to play these demeaning roles. You got to be like you really have to be a slave. You really have to be a stereotype in order to get some sort of credibility or some sort of coins along the way. And you got to understand that there's people that still have their essence. They still have their souls. You know, they still have their dignity and they're not going to settle, uh, you know, 15, 20,000, $50,000 to put on a dress and do some gay shit. Who pays you is who tells you what narrative you're allowed to use. Do you have any idea who shot shit? I'm pretty sure Shug knows who shot shit. But if the police say nobody shot him, I believe nobody shot him. And if nobody shot him, that's the same nobody that shot Tupac. Damn. And if nobody shot Tupac, it's the same nobody that shot MLK. And if nobody shot him, that's the same person that shot Malcolm X, too. It's a lot of nobodies out there, and nobody minds if nobody comes up missing, right? That don't bother nobody, does it? That's, that's wild, man. That's wild, cat. Yeah. No, no. I mean, shit. I, I'm sure you want this year. <coughs> Now you know what I you know what my opinion is. Y'all should know what my opinion is about Tupac. I think that when people say Biggie is responsible, but there is a street element to prove otherwise, or at least that's what it's supposed to look like. Well, you know, Tupac and um, you know, Suge Knight and all his boys, they're all mob pyro. Um, they see one of the ops. Uh, one of us, a, a South Side, a South Side, uh, South Side, a South Side Crip, right? They they roll him out, right? They jump him. 
Now, is it just by coincidence that those same niggas saw they're just driving down and say, hey, hey, isn't that Tupac and Suge Knight? Hey, let's shoot at him. I, I don't I don't believe that. I believe that Puffy has something to do with that shit because Puffy and Keefy D was cool. Now, how is it just so happens that the motherfucker that is known for being there or even pulling the trigger to kill Tupac and to shoot uh, Suge Knight because a bullet did graze the skull of Suge Knight. I believe it was a two for one type of deal. Two birds, one stone. Because Suge Knight was out here strong arming niggas. Like Suge Knight is that nigga. Like Suge Knight was really out here making power moves, bro. Like this nigga was trying to start his own publishing. He was trying to go out of Interscope. So you you have to realize that he was trying to go against the grain, have his own publishing and where he would own the record label that Tupac had, which I think Tupac was trying to start um, Thug Life. I believe Snoop Dogg would have had uh, Dog Pound Records. And uh, there was another person. I think Dr. Dre was going to have his own la- uh, label. But those people didn't want that. But they couldn't punk Suge Knight like they could punk everybody else. So you got to understand, like, a nigga like Suge Knight ain't going to bend and fold the way that Terry Crews did. No disrespect. That shit ain't happening. Suge Knight popping niggas, right? And he got niggas that's popping niggas. You, you see what I mean? So they weren't able to strong arm uh, Suge Knight. And as long as Tupac is close by Suge Knight, they wasn't going to be able to do much with Tupac either. So you had a lot of jealousy. You had Suge Knight dealing with um a lot of people don't know. Suge Knight was dealing with uh with one of Puffy's baby moms. So there's bad blood. So I don't really think the government really had anything to do with it. I think it really was on the behalf of Puffy, allegedly. That's just my personal opinion. Of course, um Keefy D. And the Orlando guy, the dude that pulled the trigger and shit and all that. Like, yeah, that was the thing. But who did they get the order from? Who did they get the call from? Here to go. Thank you, baby. I'm sure you want this year to finish up, man. Do you have any resolutions or something you might do different next year? Yeah, I'm going to be white next time. <laughs> <laughs> In my next life, I'm Caucasian and I ain't taking no part answer. Uh, let me explain something to you. Um, I know it's people doing poorly in this country. Yeah. And they shot Trayvon Martin dead for looking kind of like I look. Yeah. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X ended up dead for telling the truth. Now, my problem with this narrative is the obvious, right? The first person, Trayvon Martin. It's amazing how the media uses certain people to trigger an entire race, right? George Floyd, Trayvon Martin, Sean Bale. Um, what's the dude? Uh, was it Eric Gardner, the one that was choked out selling cigarettes? They use these black faces to trigger our reaction. And once we react... And once we do what we usually do, which is tear shit up, they'll sit back and go, I don't know what's wrong with these people. Why would they do this? 
because you guys uh, propagate this to happen. You guys are tactical. You guys are strategic and you guys don't stop. You guys know it's no mercy. Think about George Floyd and what sparked from that. Communities across the country were destroyed by the same people that lived in the fucking community. It doesn't make sense. But if they can get you to react, they got you. They got you. So as a comedian, I don't think it won't happen to me. I think they've thrown me in jail 36 times in 36 months. And I think I, you've never seen me in a court of law. That means they're effing with me. And today they crossed the line because now they took my babies. All right, man. Well, yeah. we... um, Sacramento put out a warrant right. after they knew I had to be in court. Right. It says Cat Williams gets arrested and loses children on the same day. Then be in two court plays at the same time. Definitely. Is that why you missed your uh, court day, man? No, I didn't miss it. I was in court. Oh, you were in court in L.A.? Yeah. Got I you. had court in L.A. and court in Sacramento the same day. So, <laughs> it's kind of impossible to make both, huh? So one was my kids, so I can't miss that one. Definitely, man. Is everything working out with that? Yes, sir. Thank you. You got your kids back? Uh, no, I actually don't. The lady who tried to take them and lost in court twice, they gave them to her. Are you serious? I man? am serious. So I don't, um... Damn. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Oh, no problem. Thank you, TMZ, for always being interested. People want to know, why would he get blackballed? Yeah, oh, because, because, because in 30 years, I've done nothing but collect information, knowledge, and your secrets. Oh. So if you and a man was in a corner doing something you wasn't supposed to be doing. You would tell it. No, somebody come to tell me. Oh. Mm. Mm. I saw this. Of course, another another ad. Wow. I decided to buy it on TikTok shop and give it a try. Wow. Okay. I gather that. I value that. I'll pay for that. Come, tell me. I know so many things I shouldn't know, and they all know it. Mm. They all know it. Why? Because you don't make me the villain. Not the guy that raises black children and ain't never done a hard drug in his life and don't have no stories of doing nobody dirty. Billions of dollars in my... I don't know if you've had this, but I've had people throw millions of dollars in my face to do something I didn't want to do. And... Now... This clip should this is very, very damning, very disturbing. An interview with Kelly Clarkson and Kevin Hart. Kelly Clarkson's talking about, hey, I had people that offered me millions of dollars to do some weird things. Kelly Clarkson may not know what the fuck she's doing, but she's on national television talking about this shit. All right. National television. Kevin Hart is kind of doing the secret, like, you know, hands over the mouth, like, yo, stop saying what you're saying. You're going to get us in trouble, i.e. us, the people that's doing the rituals, the people that's, you know, responsible for all the shit going on. 
Well, yeah, you might want to chill out. <laughs> so this kind of this this will tell you that Cat Williams is def not Cat Williams. Uh, Kevin Hart has definitely sold out. Definitely. And what? Just you've been up, yeah. Oh, they're in the room. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. That was my way of yes, chewing you. Like it's open dialogue. Yeah. You want me to keep talking about it? By, by all means, let's, we can keep talking about anything. But. But don't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said we can talk about anything, but kept putting his finger to his mouth. Like, yeah, we can talk about anything, but shh, don't talk about that. We getting paid by these people. <laughs> these are the, he's kind of going, hey, bitch, these are the people that signed in our check. <laughs> we got to pretend we like them. <laughs> Yo, this shit is phenomenal, man. This is phenomenal because it's kind of like, right in front of you but like i said before and and it's it's hidden in plain sight it's supposed to be hidden in plain sight but only the few people can pick up on what's going on <laughs> and i know what happens when they don't care about either of them um this is how quarterbacking go so the question is hey your quarterback just got sacked did we know we was spin to sack your quarterback? We absolutely did. It was a play, buddy. We've been rehearsing it, working it out, making sure that at some point when you get to this level, we can make sure we knock you from a $20 million man to putting in the news that people won't hire you no more at your career. There it is. There it is. If you don't play by the rules, this is what they do. They spent they spent their time, man. With guys like Dave Chappelle, these people really spent their time and effort to make sure that everybody looked at Chappelle as a crackhead. This nigga's a crackhead. He's smoking the crack. We can't trust him. Don't trust what he says. He went to Africa to smoke crack. He turned down a multi-million dollar deal for the Chappelle show. To go to Africa and smoke crack. Nobody sat back and go and went, wait a minute, man, this ain't this ain't what it is. He just didn't want to participate in the rituals. So when he went out there, for example, and went on Oprah, which hopefully this clip is played on there, when he sat down with Oprah was talking about why are these black men wearing dresses, Oprah kind of had the same look. She didn't say anything, though. She let him talk, but she had the same look. She looked at the camera. A lot of Codex Magica. For people who never heard of the book, Codex Magica, look it up. These people communicate with symbols and hand gestures. It is a real thing. Um, she was doing a lot of the symbols. She was letting the audience know, let the cameraman know that she ain't a part of it. Whatever's being said... The man, the other Dave is responsible for what he's saying. She didn't verify it. She didn't know what the fuck he was going to talk about. But she knew what was coming from it. Did she? She knew what was coming from it. Career is done. Yeah. So you said it was saying that everything that I'm saying that everything that happens in a business that's based off of pretend that seems like a setup is everybody that happens in a business 
everything that happens in a business that seems that that's based off of pretend that, that seems, seems like, like a setup is. is yeah what I'm saying is if Jesse Smollett and Lee Daniels for a living make stories that are not real and they make them so good that people believe them and buy them and that that's what business they're in. Why would you think it would be weird if they flipped out and said a story that turned out to not be true? Cat Williams exposing Jesse Smollett. Smollett. Juicy Smollett. All right. The gay Tupac, that's, that's, that's what he likes to call himself. What the, nigga? I'm surprised the black community didn't turn on him from that. He called himself the gay Tupac, and, and people stamped it. Like, yeah, that's the gay Tupac. Like, what? Stop it, bro. Stop it. Nigga, Tupac is doing a blood walk in his fucking, in, in, in his coffin right now. What the fuck are y'all talking about? The fuck are y'all talking about? The gay Tupac. But salute to Cat Williams because let's let's be honest, man. The Jesse Smollett was a two for one type of ordeal. Let's kill two. St- let's let's kill two birds with one stone. Let's attack the LGBTQT situation and let's also attack the MAGA racist white people uh, political agenda. And that's what they did. That is legitimately what they did. And they were able to do it. Well, Jesse Smollett is a fucking idiot. If Jesse hired two white people, he may have had a standing. But instead, he hired two um, two Haitian dudes, bodybuilders, who were uh, who had a small role on the Empire show. They weren't able to buy MAGA hats, so they had to just buy regular red hats or like um, an American flag, a red American flag hat. So it could be connected to Donald Trump. The narrative was, (coughs) and by the way, in Chicago, White people are looking to attack blacks in Chicago. So we'll we'll throw that one in there as well. That's another wrench to throw into the machine. In other words, Jesse Smollett is a fucking stone cold liar. But because of the hatred of Donald Trump and because this like weird obsession they have with gays, they went along with it. All of the mainstream media outlets, all of the mainstream media outlets went along with this story. And it was all false. Very little people spoke on it. No celebrity dared speaking on it. I believe Cat Williams is the only nigga that I've heard speak about this situation. But the reason why I think he's speaking about it is to make a point in terms of you got an actor. You know, what are actors paid to do? To play roles. What do I mean by play roles? Be characters. What do I mean by being characters? Going with the script. You know? So you tell me that it ain't possible. That it's just completely impossible. It's completely out of... It's, it's, it's completely insane to think that an actor wouldn't be lying to people in reality when he's paid 
or she's paid to lie and act in films. What are we talking about? So all this shit does seem like a possibility that, hey, a lot of shit that could be going on, you know, it could all just be lies. There could be an agenda involved. There could be an ulterior motive. Why? Why would we think that if they are capable of doing that for a living? That's what they do for a living. They do that 300 episodes. Is take something fictitious and make it seem real. That's the business. Why would you? I don't think, understand that. But I don't think Will was. There's pretending. not very many mistakes. I don't think I don't Will, think was, Will pretending was pretending in that either. I thought he was having a nervous breakdown. Okay. in front of us. Well, here's the thing: uh, for Will to be having a nervous breakdown, for it to affect him like that, this is collaborative. So, for when Will Smith speaks, Will Smith is not the giant that he is solely on the merits of Will Smith or his family. Um, there are 300 corporations that are a part of the Will Smith business operation. That is the $20 million a movie mega thing that Will Smith. And first of all, I think the woman that's interviewing Kevin Hart, or not Kevin Hart, Cat Williams, is a dumb woman. She's not understanding what he's saying. So while he's making these points, she's just smiling and shaking her head. It's like, God damn, these people are idiots. What an embarrassment. What an embarrassment, man. Hopefully this is the last fucking ad I have to deal with because... Go fuck yourself. Represents. And if you are the people that are in business with him, when you decide that you gonna do something, you can do it too. So these circumstances are not um, we, we see them as oh this is why he said something about his wife and then he got mad and jeopardized his career and then the other guy had to decide what he was going to do with his career and then he no we have to understand that these are two ge- I wonder what Cat Williams thinks of Chris Rock I, I don't know why I think I, I don't know I, it, just, it, it was just a weird thought that I had because Chris Rock is one of those guys where, you know, I have a lot of respect for Chris Rock, not just for the situation that he that was with um, Will Smith. I mean, that was work. You know, uh, Chris Rock knows how to handle himself professionally, which is why he was the host of that event. So I wasn't one of those people that said, oh, man, Chris Rock should have done X, Y and Z. You know, Chris Rock isn't like that. He never projected himself like that. He never promoted himself like a thug. He never really did any stereotypical shit, so salute to Chris Rock as well. (coughs) But we never really got... I don't think... I remember hearing um, Cat Williams talk about the Will Smith and um, Chris Rock situation. I don't think. I could be wrong, though. Giants in our field if you're a black person. Correct. This is too guys, too big and too good to be involved in what they're in. That would make sense if it's me and Michael Blackson slapping each other. <laughs> not, 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 not Will Smith and Chris Rock. They, these are 
when two large boulders come together and you can't see Chris Rock winning at all, he's humiliated. If you were going to slap a comedian, he was the number one to slap, head mm. of the coons, so slappable. And if you're going to slap... Damn, I guess he ain't a fan of, uh, damn, head of the coons? We, we got to bring that back. Damn, head of the coons? Wait a minute, we got to bring that back. <laughs> not now. Not Will Smith and Chris Rock. They, these are when two large boulders come together and you can't see Chris Rock winning at all. He's humiliated. If you were going to slap a comedian, he was the number one to slap. Head of the Coons. So slappable. Wow. And if you're gonna... I, well, Cat Williams, I guess, is not a huge fan of Chris Rock. going to slap him. You just need the greatest guy, the bestest guy, the one who's shown us him being on his best behavior since the 90s. That guy is the one that will have to slap him in order for the type of ratings we need and attention to be on this. X A A huge shout out to Cat Williams because once again, the only people who've made this type of statement is people like myself who know nothing about the industry. When I saw that slap for the first time, I immediately thought that it was a skit. I swear to God, I thought it was a skit. Because, you know, I get it. It's Will Smith. So if Will Smith gets up and walks up stage, maybe security won't think anything of it. Maybe they think it's part of the show. But after the slap happens and nobody runs up, nobody's trying to separate the two, nothing, you kind of go, eh, this could be something. Because remember, if you know the history of the Oscars, was it the Oscars? I believe it was the Oscars. They didn't do so well with um, attendance and audiences in the past. I think like the past three years since or the, the years before, even before COVID and after COVID wasn't doing so well, man. It just wasn't doing so well. The attendance of a lot of these award, award shows and the audience at, at home, the people who are watching it usually don't watch it. Then you got the slap that was heard around the world, brought so many people to, to watching it. Now, now people are talking about it. Kind of makes you wonder. Set up by design, maybe? See, what I'm saying is, in business, nothing is coincidental or you will be hearing who's losing money. In all of these situations, it's only the artist that's losing. Somebody makes big money. When these rappers get killed, not incidental. Somebody made $100 million and now don't have to talk to that artist or none of their crew. Don't have to validate none of their contracts. Now only got to deal with the mama. Only got to see her once a year. And it's over. And the money he goes up and up and up. So they killed this $20 million guy, but they reached $60 million in benefits. Wow. And they had some people from your city do it. 
Wow. I'm saying there there's the good side and the bad side of, of, of these. Are you not afraid about being blackballed again? These are some power people. These people are not powerful. Satan can't create anything. That includes blessings for his people. You know what the number one job of somebody that sold their soul in Hollywood is? Is to act like it didn't happen. They all do the same job. It's a Damn. consortium. But Damn. Damn. This made me think of, uh, I think I mentioned this bitch before, Doja Cat. <clears throat> Matter of fact, we'll go over her a little bit, too. We're not going to we're not gonna be done with this episode yet. By the way, this is impromptu. Huge shout out to us. All right, so I was cut off <clears throat> from the last video. Uh, shout out to Tisa Tells. I don't want to go back to that video. Y'all should check out uh, Tisa Tells on YouTube. Check out that Cat Williams um, video. That clip is, uh, I think, 23 minutes long. We went through it. Um, now we're going to go through. Um, I want to go through a little bit of this Mark Curry interview from The Art of Dialogue. Now, we've been going through clips, bits and pieces of this for like the past. I think the first time I went through that was probably like the beginning of December, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so now we're in a new year, right? And the interview finally came out in full. So we're going to try to go through this again. Um, if this ends again, if this fucks up, I'm just going to go in the house and upload this as just a one hour episode. Because like I said, originally, I just wanted to go through the Tisa tells shit anyway, but while we're at it, we might as well go through Mark Curry, not to be confused with the comedian Mark Curry, uh, former bad boy artist Mark Curry, the dark truth about Diddy exposed. All right. I own horn. I just say, man, I'm amazing. For the people that don't know, right, let them know some of the hits you was a part of. Okay. Well, a lot of people know me from that one song uh, as Bad Boy for Life. With it ain't, you know, it ain't changed that verse. Then I wrote um, a lot of hits for Puff, like let's say the Godzilla song with the Come With Me with Led Zeppelin. Mm. Rest in peace, Led Zeppelin. Um, I had the opportunity to work on uh, the song uh, uh, This Is Not America, David Bowie. Um, crazy. Rest in peace, David Bowie. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy, right? Y'all heard what he just said? <laughs> Hey, yo, shout out to this man, man. This this guy knows his music, okay? You know, David Bowie's not for everybody. I'm not the biggest fan of David Bowie, but he got some hits. Um, Led Zeppelin? Yeah, you got me. Led Zeppelin is, is one of my favorite bands. You know what I mean? One of my favorite bands, easily. Okay? But, uh, yeah, the brother did some work, man. Brother was doing some work. <laughs> Um, I wrote up several songs for Puff um, on his um, P. Diddy and the Family on the Forever album. I might have did a single on Forever album, the um, E2000 with my man Roger Green. Um, just a, you know, I, I'm an artist that just so happened to become a ghostwriter by default. Yeah, that verse you had on Bad Boys for Life was dope. Yeah, Bad Boy for Life. Yeah, Black Rob, you know, you got Black Rob Muscle Game. Rest in peace. You got um, Gangsta Lil' Kim Puff. 
forever. Um, man, I wrote this, the songs with like cocaine. Um, I did the eight ball and MJG ride with me. Yeah, I, I did. I, I, you know, you do the discog. I have a whole bunch of songs. You know, a lot of people don't know them. Uh, uh, they don't. They'd be like, you only did one song for Puff. Oh, this, this, this one song for Bad Boys. You check, check the history, do the resume. I got, I got quite a few of them. You know, what I'm saying, and there's plenty more. So that ain't, that's, that's nothing. Right, right. So I gotta ask you, right? You being a part of Bad Boy at one point, news broke today that Diddy he's stepping away from Revolt. How do you feel about that? And how do you feel about these lawsuits accusing Diddy of abuse? What do you think about this? <laughs> Yeah, this is a, I mean, I guess it's smart, but is it? Because if you, like, like I said the same thing about somebody like DJ Vlad, but DJ Vlad was like low key, one of the first um, interviewers that I know to use clips and have just a bank of just all clips from interviews. Interviews, some interviews, like this one's an hour long. But this is the art of dialogue. Shout out to them. But somebody like DJ Vlad, whose clips can go up to like, you know, 100,000 easily overnight. You know, and that's just for people, that's just like a, that's like a low count for DJ Vlad. He can take an interview, right? And he's and he's and, and he is good at what he does. He takes an interview, like the interview with Hassan Campbell. We went through most parts of that. I think we went through three parts in one episode, and then later on we went through a couple other parts that were released or that were uploaded on YouTube. And then finally, after like maybe half a month. You know, at little as little as maybe two weeks, he'll have the entire interview up. And the interview is like two hours and some change. But throughout the time, he was bagging up five hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand, one million. Matter of fact, I want to see something, but we'll do that later. Hold on, because I don't, I don't think he's gonna get into too much of this. But we went through so much about Diddy. And we went through clips from this interview already. I just wanted to see what else was possibly on here. And you, and you knowing Diddy, do you think he's capable of doing that, man? Do I think he? Has, <laughs> there's no every man possibly is capable. I do. I think he's very capable of doing it. It's in his character. That's who he is. That's what comes with power. That's what comes with arrogance. That's that's what comes with, you know, what makes him, you know, um, power. That's just the selfishness to make you be like that you know but with everything that's going on man you're looking at um they dropping them left and right um companies are parting ways with them um all of that's happening right now because he's tarnishing his own image what i think is just a it's um, what i call as a character assassination that's going on right now so it's a it's a just another form to stop um what did I call? And I mentioned this with the uh, TDS, Trump derangement syndrome, in the last episode. One of the ways that they attack somebody is not physical. In a society <clears throat> that has been controlled now and ran by women, the matriarchy, um, the matriarchy 
is designed for character assassination. So now we're going to go after what you stand for. We're going to attack you and your livelihood. We're going to make sure you don't get paid. We're going to make sure that you end up broke. You end up miserable or worse. But before they can physically harm you, they'll, they'll assassinate your character. Silence a man, make the humble a person. You know how sometimes you gotta humble somebody? You're right, right. Yeah, I think he's being he they're making a they he's being humbled right now. Which it took a long time. It takes a long time to humble an arrogant person. So Diddy, he's an arrogant guy. Very arrogant, selfish. All of those kind of things that you don't like. You don't you don't never see in a in, in a true friend or a grown man. You know what I mean? Like you're a grown man. You carry yourself like a grown man. He he just he doesn't carry yourself like a friend, you know. So you're not surprised when you hear Cassie say that you know Diddy he used to hit her and she had to cover up her bruises with makeup. You're not surprised when you hear that because I interviewed Gene Deal and he wasn't around Bad Boy when Cassie was around, but he told me that you know he did the same thing to Kim Porter. Or you could take it before then, and then you can remember when and when Misa was dating, what, Eric Sermon from EPMD? And that was her childhood boyfriend, like, coming up. They was the, you know, lovey-dovey couple. And um, it was back then. He used to, you know, do that with Misa. See, you know, and one thing I always say is, as a man, and as anyone in a relationship, we often go through these kind of things. So I've seen it in friends. I've seen it in him. I've seen fights. I've seen all kinds. I've seen fights between where he have an argument, fight with a female, whatever it may be. I've seen it with my own friends. But sometimes you say, you know, we all go through things, but once you have a sign of doing it over and over and over again, that's when it becomes a problem. You'd be like, so every relationship that you get in, you're violent in them? So you say, you know, I don't have to wait to see what he would, you know, I was around when 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 Cassie was there. I knew Kim Porter before uh, I knew Puff. Um, I met Misa, but you know, it was a history. When you have a history of the same thing, man, it, it becomes a problem. Something you 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 do once or twice, you get over. You don't. First, you're not supposed to put your hands on a woman's way. I was raised, and the only person that really put their hands on women really is people who have men who have feminine traits. Yep. So, you know, it really takes a coward yep. to put his hands on a woman. So, you know, a man is so strong enough. We can just walk away. You don't you, you can you can do There's so many different things that you can do other than get upset, put your hands on a woman. But that comes from a man who's not quite a, a grown man. It's still a boy, like a bad boy. Speaking of Kim Porter, because you knew Kim Porter. Is it true that Diddy broke her nose? Bust her nose, man. Damn. Damn. But damn, it it was all, you know, damn insecurities. Damn. Anytime a man would go out his way to wiretap someone's phone or or put taps in their homes just to monitor their conversation, that's a sign of insanity. Mm. So when you see someone doing that, you can't you can't you can you can you can imagine everything else they do. What do you think he's going to do if he found um, her on the phone talking to someone and and uh, uh, feels that he, she's cheating on him or somebody sleeping with his girl. What you think he's going to say? Ooh, I caught you. Ooh, I heard this. Now nah, he's going to come in with the, you know, it's going to be a fight. 
Yeah, all right. You like uh, Kid Cuddy get your car blown up. Uh, We're going to move on from this. We're going to move on for this. I'm actually um, I'm actually listening to this whole interview tomorrow while I'm at work. So I'm going to save that for myself later on. Pause. Um, what did I want to look up before? Oh, I just want to see how... I want to see how how many views this shit has now. Wow. So, <clears throat> the Cat Williams... Like, yo, fucking... Club Shay Shay went up overnight, bro. Let me see something. 59 million. Okay. He's at 59 million views. 59 million views. I just want to give y'all some examples of what's... Like... Just so y'all know how serious and how big this situation is, you have, like I said, 49 million views. Club Shay Shay Cat Williams. Okay. His best of 2023 with Steve Harvey, Deion Sanders, and all these people, that only hit 180,000. And that came out three weeks ago, right? Well, the Cat Williams video only came out 12 days ago. 49 million. Um, we got Kirk, Kirk Franklin. He got 1.5 million. That came out a whole month ago. All right. Like, yo, yo, forget about it. Ric Flair, 741,000 views. Um, the Baby, 1.1 million. DJ Khaled, to a bum. DJ Khaled, 546,000 views. Wow, that's sad. I feel sorry for him, man. Bruce Bruce, man. Shout out to Bruce Bruce. Uh, 842,000 views. Point I'm trying to make is Cat Williams set the whole fucking channel on fire. You know what I mean? Hopefully Cat Williams gets a check. You understand me? Shout out Club Shay Shay though, man. They uh, he had uh 2.43 million. Shannon Sharp. 49 million. Wow. Uh, let's check out one more quick video. Then after that, we're gonna wrap things up because it's uh 10:20 p.m. Uh, I would have rather not had it snowed. But it is what it is. How much YouTube really paid Shannon Sharp for the interview with Cat? Wow. Yo, this is very like, yeah, I'm choosing it. Pocket watching, but I'm still watching it. Pocket watching, but I'm still watching. All right. That's all I'm going to say. This is a pocket watcher type of video. I'm not going to lie. But I will respond to it. I will react to it briefly before wrapping this episode up. 
This Shannon Shaw record-breaking interview with Cat Williams has officially broke the internet. I sure hope I have uh, Club Shay Shay after this. It's going to be in the dimension that's never been. Yeah, the greatest thing floating in 2024. What? And now, it's about to break the bank. Now let's talk about it. So most of you know YouTube pays its creators, right? Now, what some of you may not know is there are ways you can actually tell with accuracy how much they got paid for that video. And since I've been making money as a YouTube content creator for years now, I'm going to show you an easy way to find out how much YouTube is about to pay Shannon Sharp. Okay. And this method can also be applied to any video on YouTube. But first, you got to look at the numbers. And as we all know, but numbers, they don't lie. So you're definitely going to want to stay to the end to find out exactly how much. Coon shit. Because once I show you them numbers, Coonin. you just may start rethinking your career decisions. So now, let's talk about the money. And words. I'm going to show you how you can take the views from this podcast to find out how much money Shannon Sharp is about to rake in. So what we need to do first is understand how YouTube's revenue sharing actually works. So to make it real simple, YouTube pays its content creators a fraction of the money it receives from ads that you see pop up while watching YouTube videos. Cool Lord. So if I was watching a video on YouTube and an ad pops up, that is revenue that YouTube will receive for having an ad placed on that video. So every time you're on my channel and you see an ad pop up, I will receive a percentage of that, right? No different from any other channel that's monetized. So that's how that works. So the amount we receive as content creators varies based off of the type of videos we make. So whether it's music type videos, if it's entertainment type videos, finance type videos, these categories of videos all have different pay scales and they vary based off of just the time of the year. So many variables on that. So we're not going to go deep into that, but just know we get a percentage of that and it varies based off of the type of videos we create. So what we're going to do is take the average amount YouTube pays podcast creators like Shannon Sharp's Club Shay Shay channel to calculate how much YouTube is going to pay him. The YouTube term for the amount that we receive is called RPM. RPM is basically revenue per thousand. Milli means thousand in YouTube terms. So per thousand views is really what it means. So revenue per thousand views. So with that, we're going to find out how much the RPM for that podcast channel on average would make. And based off my research, podcast channels normally make between nine and $12 per RPM. Just so we can kind of make it simple, we're just going to use the average. This channel is going to make $10 per thousand views. So every thousand views this video gets, it's going to receive $10. How we calculate that, we're going to take the total number of views this video has gotten to this point. We're going to take the total number of views from that video and then we're going to divide it by 1,000. 
because that's how RPMs are structured. So that thousand that RPM stands for, milli, that's what we're going to divide it by. So this nigga is just not going to tell us how much the nigga made. All right, bet. I'm not. I really don't care. Um, let's at least skip this to the end. <laughs> Maybe he can just tell us the number. That'll be cool. Oh, you have to add those in there because it's really just one video, right? He did the one interview. And as you can see, mostly all of those videos are doing super well. So once we add up that amount using a system that I showed you, those videos alone comes up to a total of over $317,000. Damn. That's three hundred and seventy. All right, last last time, and I'm done. This is really pissing me off. Um, I was trying to go through Shannon Sharp's uh, video, and by the way, it was like four hundred seventy-eight thousand. That's how much he made, With, and that's total of the revenue that he had from his current videos, which was, I believe, no, that wasn't current videos. That was clips. That was like. That was like 37 different clips from the interview with Cat Williams that got him 317000 And then the interview with Cat Williams itself got him over uh, $400,000, which was a total of 748000 He got close to a milli from that. That was the point I was trying to make. And I was trying to remember, did I ever see Club Shay Shay before... And I was about to say no, but then I realized that he did the notorious interview with Brittany Renner. And it may not have been too popular, but I remember it being it being fucking outrageous and retarded and worth worth a listen. It was definitely entertaining. But yeah, that nigga. He he he's moving with that. Okay. Definitely moving with that. Um, we're going to try this one more time. I think my problem is my battery, uh, battery mode was on, safety mode was on. That could be a major deal here. Um, I wanted to pull audible tomorrow. I want to go over the, uh, agents of chaos tomorrow, but I'm thinking because now it's snowing, Maybe I could do something like before I go to work because I would have to leave early anyway to deal with the driving and shit, which would only like push me back traveling an extra five, what, an extra five minutes. But um, we'll end up doing the Agents of Chaos tomorrow. And I had three people in mind. That was Orlando Brown, um, Hassan Campbell and Charleston White. So we'll be going over a few videos from them. Um, let's go over one more. One more video so I can wrap things up. Um, what do we got going on here? Uh, I guess people are still talking about the academics. Uh, dick pic. Like, you niggas is weird, bro. Niggas is wild suspect, bro. I ain't even gonna lie to y'all, man. Niggas is weird. Um, wow. Um, academics goes off on Adam 22 for sneak dissing. 
Yo, oh, I can't wait to go through that tomorrow. I'm listening to that at work. King Academics, okay. We're going to be, uh... Wow. Um, we got Brandon T. Jackson now coming to the surface. Brandon T. Jackson on Cat Williams' dress comment, Diddy parties, and, and more. That's another thing I'm going to be listening to tomorrow. I got everything set for what I'm listening to. This is going to be great. In terms of what I'm going through now, I have no fucking clue. I'm trying to look right now. I'm just scrolling through YouTube. I'm not seeing nothing that I could really deal with. Uh, Steve Harvey gets checked live by Monique and Cat Williams. All right, let's see if this is something. Got to add. And this is at 1.1 million. But I've noticed with a lot of these... um, A lot of these videos have a lot of fake news, so we'll see what this is all about. Now when Al Sharpton heard the tape, because he heard it, he said that man is wrong, and you're like my daughter, so I'm going to have to call him up. Kevin Hart heard the tape. He said, Mo, I called him, and he said he don't want to revisit it. And I didn't push that. I was grateful that he kept his word, and he called. Our mutual friend, when I explained what was really going down, she was like, I'm not with that. Let me call him. And she called him. And he said, I don't want to revisit that. Then he called back while we were on the phone. And he said, no, I changed my mind. I will, we- I will meet with Monique, but not with her husband. And then she has to apologize. Oh, shit. To Oprah Winfrey. Oh, for saying that we had anything to do. <laughs> Yeah, you got to participate in the rituals. Okay? And, you know, that involves you apologizing to, you know, your leaders. You know, the people that, you know, the czars that pay your checks. Yeah, you got to apologize. And don't bring your husband. Uh Uh-uh. Your husband ain't going to want to see what's going on. And you meeting Oprah? Ay, ay, ay. Crocky. I nigh. I nigh. Rough, dude. With ruining her career. Shit, brutal. Now, that was recent. Brutal. So, as I sit here with you and you say, wait a minute, I heard that man say he was wrong. Yes, I did hear. And was going to apologize. Well, that's turned into, now, I'll meet with you. Not with your husband, and now you have to apologize to me. How does that happen? And I'll tell you how, and I want to look right into the camera if I can. Oftentimes, when it comes to a black woman speaking up and speaking out, it goes unheard until she dies. Then once she dies... (laughs) Yeah, the black bitch in the background. Then we go back and say, well, she was right, and let's make a movie about it. See, I can give you their names, Eartha Kitt. I can give you their names, Hazel Scott. I can give you their names, Fannie Lou Hamer. I can give you their names, Hattie McDaniel. All of those women took a stand. And all of those women left here heartbroken, 
Eliminate it. Mwah. Unhealthy. Eliminate it. Eliminate it. Looking at a community saying, y'all know I'm right. Eliminate but it. But why won't anybody say anything? People will ask me, do you dislike or are you? do you hate Oprah and Tyler and Lee? Zars. No. Zars. Let me be clear. You I worship love those people. You worship them. You worship them. You work for them. And you know now, you may still not want to acknowledge it, but you know for a fact. When you're in that black space, it's not as extensive as the white space. Um, Simply from demographic, right? More people, more variety, more groups, more genres, more subgenres, more subcultures within the white communities. So you'll have comedy groups, people who are close-knit comedians, who deal with each other. You'll have certain actors who are known to do movies together. But with black people, it's almost like you got to be you got to be one for all or all for none. You got to be one for all or all for none. And there's no exclusivity in terms of black entertainment. So, these people who complain about the industry so much, they still participate in the rituals and they still take those, you know, Hollywood shuffle, um, jiving at an all time high uh, movie roles. We love those people. My husband and I love them. They're our brothers and sisters. And as my husband always say, Mama, we ain't calling nobody out. We simply calling them up to say, listen, let's make our community better by making it right. Not keep running and hiding behind what you consider is your power. Okay. Another ad. That's cute. It's real cute, man. Yeah, we turn that off. Hey, what's going on YouTube? In today's video, I want to highlight Monique and Cat Williams exposing Steve Harvey. You know, Cat Williams had talked about it on the Shannon Sharp Club Shay Shay interview. Cat Williams was talking huh. about the people that picked that side. Huh. Cat Williams was talking about the puppets, the gatekeepers. Desarge. Kwame Brown would call them the get along gang, you know. No, 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 no. Shout out to um, Thought Crime. Shout out to Thought Crimes. These are black czars. These are black gatekeeping assigned czars. And these black women are czarlets. All right. This is bourgeoisie royalty. Are you following me? You know, they all have this one mindset. They group up. And it's just this one big group of people that, you know, you can't talk about them. They um, can blackball you. They can do Blue all of this stuff. Blue these people and what Booty they have boys. been doing to Cat Williams for the past 15 years. Cat Williams talked about it on a Club Shay Shay interview. And remember, guys, Monique had checked Steve Harvey a while ago when she was going through her stuff, when she was getting blackballed. And a lot of stuff that Monique was exposing back then, man, she tried to tell us and she tried to warn everybody what they was doing. The go along, get along gang, as Kwame Brown would call them, they controlled the narrative. <laughs> and they seemed like Monique was just... <laughs> Go along, go along, get along. <laughs> that's funny as hell, bro. I don't know why that's funny, but it just sounds like some real, like. <laughs> it would sound like some real, 
like some real Sambo shit. <laughs> like, go along, get along, gang. Whatever you say. It's like, when I think of that, and I mentioned this before, I talked about this before with the whole reaction to to Cat Williams and a lot of the people who were doing the reacting happened to be a lot of the people who don't know what the fuck's going on. They're barely making it on stage. They're barely performing. They have to go out there and whore themselves out in interviews just to make a dollar. You got Cat Williams just going out there saying what the fuck he's been saying, but in a higher platform, and it reaches millions of people. A lot of these guys aren't happy about that. And some of these people, they're deceptive because they'll hate a man so much that they'll discredit everything that he's saying. Even if there's tons of videos out where these people are giving you the evidence, they're showing you side by side, what jokes is he talking about Cedric the Entertainer stealing? Um, <clears throat> with Mark Curry, not not to be confused with, you know, former bad boy artist, but the comedian Mark Curry said, um, you know, the things he said about Steve Harvey, nobody was really listening to him at that time. But it took somebody like Cat Williams to go out there and express it and somebody dig up the research. Oh, man, like hanging with Cooper. Cooper was Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey took that idea, man. It's right in front of you. Y'all just wasn't paying attention. But a lot of people are used to the black leaders and the black czars. They're used to... They're used to the Al Sharptons. They're used to the Jesse Jacksons. They're used to the TD Jakes. They're used to these black czars and these black leaders. And they're all corrupt. They're all corrupted like the rest. They're all corrupted like the rest. And the only reason why people look at them in such high regards is because they're in the higher places. Right? In reality, a lot of us, a lot of the black folks, especially. They sort of idolize these secret societies and these um, skull and bones and these organizations in terms of its wealth and in terms of uh, the secrecy that they're able to keep from the people. This is this is actually idolizing a lot of black black communities, whether people know it or not. Gangs are just a simple representation of that. And even in a gang, it's not just one gang. You ever notice that? In every gang, it's never one gang. Do you understand what I mean by that? Where this gang is in the same gang as another gang, but one side represents the East, the other side represents the West. So even within the gangs, within the same gang, you can have subdivisions. You can have one area not getting along with the next area. And regardless if they're in the same gang or not, they've been at each other's throats for over 30 years. So you wouldn't be able to. So it's almost like in terms of these celebrities and these entertainers, it's it's almost that same sort of 
it's that same connection, right? That's why Monique butts heads with Tyler Perry. That's why Monique butts heads with Steve Harvey. Monique butts heads with Lee Daniels. All these people, she's not welcomed in none of those circles. On the surface, you're supposed to you're supposed to think like, oh well, of course Oprah would, you know, deal with Monique. Of course she wouldn't. That's not the that's not the point that I'm making. The point is, certain people, and I'm not putting Monique in the same category as Cat Williams, but to an extent, she could represent that same thing. She was kind of insinuating by. Um, them wanting her to come fly out and visit them and apologize to them personally and not bring the husband with her. Like, that's some weird shit. Weird. Like, angry comic that just couldn't find a job and she was hard to work with. They always put that narrative out about Monique that she was difficult to work with, right? And that's why Monique was speaking out at the time about all of that stuff. And she checked Steve Harvey, lied, and you won't even believe what Steve Harvey had to say in response to Monique checking him about, you know, being a puppet, basically. Like, you talked to me behind the scenes, and you say a different thing in a public eye. And she Damn. checked Steve Harvey, and his comments and what he had said in response to that was just crazy, man. So I would like to revisit that in today's video. But with that being said, let's go back and check out this Cat Williams interview talking about... Steve Harvey on Club Shay Shay. Damn. Because going to put everything into context in today's video. Here we so go. So with that being said, guys, be sure to smack that thumbs up button and hit that like button for me. Let's check out this clip right here. Here's the video. They pay you to not talk about things they don't want you to talk about. They tell you that themselves. I can't do that because I. Steve told you that he stopped doing stand-up because he has seven TV shows. The only problem is when he stopped stand-up, he didn't have those seven TV shows. He stopped stand-up because he got in a comedy battle called the Championship of Stand-Up Comedy with one Cat Williams in Detroit in front of 10,000 people and lost because Cat Williams said he was actually bald and that was a wig. And I went in and that's why he couldn't do stand-up anymore. Imagine him coming to tell you another story where he got so big and it was Bernie and them's fault because they wanted to be movie stars. What? You called Ocean Eleven to get that nigga's part. Damn. What do you mean you didn't want to be a movie star? So on the behalf of Bernie, I, I would have to say what I have to say. Now you know they're going to double back. Impossible. Impossible, only because if once you play this back, you'll realize I didn't say anything that made me look in a good light. I, I wasn't tearing down others to boost myself up. I, but I do have to acknowledge things that did not take place. Like, we're very ingenuous if we say this is not a game and we don't play it and people ain't in positions and people don't have their favorites and they group and they click. And, right. Well, that happens in all businesses. Right. We, no, no. Say what side you want. Say why you don't like the other side and then get to the game but in the game i'm wiping the field with them to the point where they don't even compete anymore okay. damn damn another ad but we're gonna try to get through this if this plays actually if this plays another ad i'll just end it i'll just end it this is too much 
Okay, so as we can see in that clip, Cat Williams was talking about that side. Like he said, he picked his side. And you know Steve Harvey and all them other people he was talking about is on the other side. And that's why he was calling all of those people out, like the Kevin Hart's. We saw and exposed what Kevin Hart has been doing and what he did. He got Shaq humping him on his show. Yeah, yo, yo. Yo, they did him with the... Ri- yo, that shit... Yo, that shit, bro. You talk about another ritual. Look up the Shaq and uh, Kevin Hart uh, clip. Where he's dry humping him. Hands behind his back, dry humping him like a hoe. Sick, bro. Savage. Stuff that he was doing in his movies that you know, wasn't really talked about and exposed. But, you know, like I said, they got a picture of him also kissing Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock. This shit is deep. Hey, man, they all are a part of this group. And Monique was trying to tell us and tell everybody. So I would like to highlight what Monique... Also, I want to point out um, the cover for uh, Get Hard, Pause. That's a movie from Will Ferrell and Cat Williams. And the term get hard will let you think about that. And I'm sure that has no subliminals. I'm sure that's just a, a coincidence. And in the cover, you got Kevin Hart braiding Will Ferrell's hair. So there you have it. Beat had to say... She was checking Steve Harvey. His response was just crazy to me, man. So with that being said, let's check it out right here. No, I did nothing wrong. Y'all know my husband did nothing wrong. But none of y'all in real time, in real time, was strong enough to go publicly and say, we can't throw our sister under the bus. All of y'all said privately, I've done nothing wrong. When you tell the truth, you have to deal with the repercussions of the truth. We black out here. We can't come out here and do it any kind of way we want to. Let me, and they had people clapping. That I want you to pay attention to what he just said. Because that says a lot. Hey, if you if you telling the truth, you gotta be careful of the consequences. We black, so we can't say that. We gotta do as the master tells us. This is the slave negro mentality, bro. This is sick. Up the money game. This ain't the black man's game. This ain't the white man's game. It's this the is the money, money game. game. We're in the money game. And we you cannot sacrifice. You. And there's more. And notice, and when you see the video, you'll see how mad Steve Harvey gets because he's putting his hand in the face of pretty much Monique. And Monique's doing nothing about it. But also the mindless zombies in the audience that are just clapping. Oh, this is the money game. This ain't the, the white game, the black game. This is the money game. Yeah, this is you tap dancing for a check game. That's what that is. Steve Harvey, that's that's some foul shit, man. Brother, that's foul. Yourself. The uh, best thing you can do for poor people is not be brother. one of them. You cannot We're in help the money them game, but let me tell you what the game is before the money game. Like before the money game, it's called the integrity game. And we've lost the integrity worrying about the money. But Mo, and wait, damn. If I crumble, if you my crumble, children crumble, my grandchildren crumble. I cannot, for the sake of my integrity, 
stand up here and let everybody that's counting on me crumble so I can make a statement. Okay, so like I was wow. saying, man, that's Monique checking Steve Harvey. His response is crazy to me, man. Cool the shit. fact that he really sat there and told everybody, like, I have no integrity. Money is more important than my own integrity. And it doesn't matter what happened to what my friends is going through or hell, what even Steve Harvey could be going through. He's not going to say nothing. He's not going to speak out against nothing um, because it's all about the money at the end of the day. And you see what Cat Williams was talking about when he was talking about Steve Harvey. They pay you to not talk about things they don't want you to talk about. They tell you that themselves. I can't do that because I. Steve told you that he stopped doing stand-up because he has seven TV shows. The only problem is when he stopped stand-up, he didn't have those seven TV shows. He stopped stand-up because he got in a comedy battle called the Championship of Stand-Up Comedy with one Cat Williams in Detroit in front of 10,000 people and lost because Cat Williams said he was actually bald and that was a wig. And I went in and that's why he couldn't do stand-up anymore. Alright, let me skip that because that audio is just terrible. Actually, no, we're done with that. Shout, shout out to Self Talk. So, there was enough uh, bloopers, enough times where this stopped working. When did I start this? 9.48. So, one hour there. One, one live, well, one recording ended at 19 minutes. This one is about 24 minutes long. It's close to 11 o'clock. Um, I don't know why niggas shoveling. It's not even snowing anymore. This nigga's retarded. These people out here are stupid. Idiots. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to have something tomorrow. I'm going to actually have this uploaded uh, for Tuesday, actually. I'm going to have this uploaded for Tuesday morning. And then I'm going to be working on the Agents of Chaos. What is an Agent of Chaos? And why do I believe Orlando Brown, Hassan Campbell, and Charleston White fit the description? All right? Y'all going to have to tune in to find out about that one. That's going to be a big one, right? For now... I'm preparing myself for the week. Uh, I already know from my notification through my email that tomorrow will be a two-hour delay, which really means nothing to me. I think it's just a shorter day for the other people, but the same old work day for me. So as I always say, in the meantime, and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Shout out to Tisa Tells. Shout out to the other people, the other videos that I play, the other content creators. 
But until next time, I'm signing out. Peace.